This episode will cover the influence of mystical groups or bandits who sometimes stirred up discontent and rebels against the rulers at the time of 13th century and it also helped facilitate the Mongols advance in current day Turkey at the time um, Barhanuddin had a few disciples one of them was Jalaluddin Rumi and throughout his mystical exercises as they had been elaborated for the past four centuries among the Sufis he applied that with his students with his disciples and he may have sent his students uh, several times to Damascus for several mystics also lived including Ibn Arabi the Magister Magnus the political situation in Anatolia had worsened during Jalaluddin's years of discipleship so the ideal society for disciples was not really um there so during the 1230s and early 1240s Maulana may have led the normal life of a religious scholar and um yearning for that discipleship lifestyle teaching and meditating then in a mundane october 1244 of his life something unexpected happened i mean one could interpret this in a way where jaluddin probably wanted some kind of excitement in his life because he um his whole life was trained by scholars and at his time there was a lot of respect for uh mystics and their kind but since that wasn't the uh his lifestyle anymore just having kids and working as a professor he really felt like one could interpret it in a way where he really wanted something new to happen or to to for that discipleship to continue he was yearning to because it he it wasn't completed um but on the uh due to political situation the the raids of mongols had moved from konya and later had died so anyways uh back to uh, october 1244 something unexpected happened on his way home from his madrasa jalaluddin encountered a stranger who put a question to him who was greater muhammad the prophet or the persian mystic bayazid bastami for a while bayazid had claimed glory to me how great is my majesty the prophet had acknowledged in his prayer to the almighty we do not know thee as it behooves this encounter had ignited him set him aflame rejuvenated the old um lifestyle and um outlook as a disciple 
and always looking for answers and questions and debates and conversations, he felt alive again. Uh, it's it, One could interpret this in a way where if an artist was an artist and then uh, during a political situation couldn't be an artist anymore and continue to live a normal life and then years later then that art came back. And that's how this feeling was. Um, and consume him in complete love. He uh, Had he ever dreamt of such a son? Um, he has a verse where he says, Your dream image was in our breast. From ruddy dawn we sense the sun. Your face is like the sun, O Shamsuddin, with which the hearts are wandering like clouds. Shamsuddin is the name of the stranger. Shamsuddin Tabrizi. But suddenly God's jealousy appeared and whispering filled all the mouths around. Jalaluddin was heartbroken, torn from his son. What could he do? The stranger had mysteriously disappeared. Yet at this moment his own transformation began. He turned into a poet. He began to listen to music. He sang. He whirled around for hours. He himself did not know what had happened. I was ascetic and intelligent, a striving man. My healthy state, why did you fly away? Say, like a bird? That's a verse he wrote to how he was feeling because all of a sudden he had felt that he found his discipleship. But then he had lost it again. We will find out what happens to Shamsa Tabrez and Rumi in the next episode. Will they reunite? Will they not? Will he find them again? Because during the time that he was here, Rumi had neglected all his responsibilities as a professor. He had stopped going to his work. He um, neglected his kids. And his sons were getting very furious. And his wife. And he just found himself in long, unending conversations and debates about religion and politics with Shamsit Abrizi, the stranger who had entered his life in 1244 October. And he just suddenly disappeared. This caused him to become a poet. Mm-hmm.